SDC, Amsterdam. Surprise, surprise. Hello. I took over the podcast. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's me again, Cass from Coreview. And uh, yeah, we are having another episode of this fantastic podcast uh, series that we are running at the ESPC. And the guests are just like the best of the best they honestly we're just having amazing guests and today with us we have drum roll please caruana gatimo hello. hello everyone thank you the so much for having wild. me yes it's so nice i get to feel special sitting here with all of you it's it's amazing yesterday we had jeff uh Tieper walking by and on the podcast and I was like oh this can't get any better but it just did oh my <laughs> goodness <laughs> so that's amazing that's I mean, fantastic I'm, I'm a happy bunny that's you're, fantastic you're, oh, you're in the you. seat we'll just keep throwing the compliments at well, you yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. them <laughs> I, I have no them. problem with taking them that is totally fine no you know it's a privilege to get to be here and I'm always really happy to be a part of ESPC uh, I just I just think it's a great energy here I love the people I love the organizers I love being part of the community so uh, it's really not a compliment to me. It's a compliment to everything that that you know we get to participate in here. So thank you. No, you're more than welcome. Thank you. So how have you uh, enjoyed Amsterdam and the conference? Have you been here just today, or were you here yesterday? No, you know I got here on Monday. A little delay in my flights or what have you, but I managed to get here before the keynote and in time for rehearsal. So that was great. Uh, you know I love Amsterdam. I've been here before. It's wonderful. Uh, I really love working with the organizers. But the show is just fun, and it feels just like the energy is so positive here so I've yeah. really enjoyed everything about it I haven't got to go out and actually sightsee very much I've been pretty busy working um, because you know a, the age of AI all of our decks have to be new and it's new content and there's a lot of stuff to learn right now yeah the speakers we've had on on talking to us all said yeah I had to redo the deck and redo the presentation so so yeah, yeah it's actually a lot well. of work and and also it's not just about you know the slide where it's also about the critical thinking like what do I really want to say how yeah. can we really help people my keynote this morning about creating a you know an AI powered organization a high performance organization you have to think that through you can't just make that up overnight it takes some time <laughs> we were so just discussing it's that. not been done yeah. before ex yeah. exactly yeah, yeah it was yeah it was brand new original content obviously some from came from the deployment work that we've done around copilot but but putting it in that context um, and being able to distill it in a way that people can actually action. Because sometimes, you know, as Microsoft speakers, we talk too fast and we give you too much information and we give you too long of a list <laughs> of links. And I'm really trying to not be that speaker, right? I'm trying to be the one that you can actually, okay, there's one place to go, adoption.microsoft.com. Yep. There's a checklist of your steps for success. There's only seven or eight. Check. And go off and do it, right? And so trying to keep things simple in a very complex era is yeah. is challenging. So. So, so so a quick question, because I'm always a bit, you know, um, cynical is my word. Yes, it is. So we see the these great Microsoft bit. presentations and, and the keynotes and over the years and all the Ignites. So do you actually literally do them yourselves or is there an organization that does all your presentations Oh no, for we you? do our own slides. Wow. I do my own slides. I was working on my slides at 1.30 last oh, night. Oh, that's really in the cool. Morning. Yeah. And now I will say that our executives, Jeff's slides, uh, he does not do himself, oh, okay. obviously. So it's the level. Um, the yeah, it's a, it's a level thing for sure. But he has direct feedback on them. You know, when you're, if you're in one of Jeff's 
Jeff's keynotes, um, you have preparation meetings and he gives direct feedback on the slides and they go back to design and they get redone. Um, the fancy animations that they have, those yeah. are done by somebody uh, in our marketing department and occasionally, you know, a vendor cool. or what have you. But the rest of us, mere mortals, mere you know, mortals. Like Desa and myself, <laughs> and the rest of us, we do our own slides, man. Now, what I do do really well, I have to say, is there's a site inside Microsoft where all the executives um, will post their decks from like Ignite or Build or whatever. I go in there and I take their slides and I repurpose them. Yeah, like I course. did today, that one with the fancy animation of the co-pilot stack. I'm like, this is perfect for my experience stack. Let me just redo it. And but of course I had to change hashtag sharing a lot is of caring. Stuff. <laughs> yes, well, sharing to, is to be honest, as an MVP, I always go into the file section of the Teams part and just steal all the good stuff. Of slides. course, as, yeah. as well you should, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. As well you should. Yeah. So good. Because what like I said, that's one of my things. Don't start from scratch. Right? And so if I don't want other people to start from scratch, then why should I start from scratch, right? But exactly. but yeah, it's also about building it's about building that for sure. It's, all about, it's also about telling the story as well, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's about telling the story and yes. making sure whatever the slide says, it's actually saying the message and the key message. Right, yeah, what is the story you're telling? And, you know, that's part of what I teach inside Microsoft is technical storytelling yeah, because course. that's its own skill. Uh, and, and I think it's really important that we put more effort into the storytelling element um, of the technology deployments and work that we do. Uh, I think a lot of times we don't think of it that way. Um, and so we have a lot of folks who will just talk about the features yeah. without the co human context. Yes. Um, they're not thinking about the story arc, like who is the villain, what you know, what is, is the exactly resolution, all of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was a theater major, so I suppose it comes a little more so naturally. This is exactly. So, Caruana, just just FYI. So, I'm with Corby for like five years. I have been solution architect before, but now I actually am responsible for product marketing. And, I, and I, I was challenged with this, how are we gonna reframe our messaging so that we are telling a story? And um, the story that is gonna be educative as well for customers, for partners. Yep. So I actually use the um, cloud governance framework for, right. you know, that was designed for Azure, uh, yes. for Azure and then reframe it for Microsoft 365. And I was like, that fits perfectly. And then we also help educate the audiences about these basic pillars of cloud governance and, you know, how can they start developing their strategies and whatnot. So um, Absolutely. it's all about and I, the story. I also yeah. think that we are a little too in love with multi-syllable words. I think that human <laughs> language... Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. simplicity matters. Yeah. And uh, sometimes our storytelling is devoid of emotion, which is yeah. not real storytelling. No. Um, it's talking you know, about information and sharing information, but it isn't storytelling. Humans are emotional creatures and buying decisions are made with emotions you know, included. Uh, not exclusively, but of course, you know, they're included. So I do think that simpler language, more accessible language mm. uh, is something that we could all do better with in our business. A little less acronyms, a little more, mm. what are you trying to do? Yeah. Just yeah. ask the question. Absolutely. What are you trying to do? So a little bit like repurposing those slides when really you're just copying them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly. You're totally right. So Kevin was in here. You caught your keynote this morning. You were talking about the adoption side of, of AI. And funnily enough, over dinner last night, uh, we had one of the customers from Coreview in, and he was talking about how he's going to get his people in to do some of these changes and things. And one of the conversations was the level of 
people you need to take on into an organization nowadays. I mean, I, I've got gray hair. This is real gray hair. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I was on the you're SharePoint Beta team. You're distinguished because so, you're I mean, male. Distinguished because I'm male. Wow, that one would have got me into trouble if I'd said that. Yes, I that know, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, I remember the time when, you know, you, you uh, interviewed people and the first question was, do you know what Word and Excel is and can you use it? Because if you can't, we'd really don't want to get in there and and now you're having to ask far far deeper questions you know have you used SharePoint and do you know mm -hmm. what MS Teams is but it's going to get worse isn't it you're going to kind of have to say hey have you started using some of these AI kind of tools what point do you stop well I I don't think that's the right question with all due respect I think the right question is what are you trying to do and do you have what you need to do what you want to do well, if cool I'm a salesperson what you're trying to do, I remember being in sales when I was in sales, uh, and and I was always trying to get information to the customer as quickly as possible, making sure it was accurate and it was responsive. Like that's what I was trying to do, was no, help my good. customer and close a deal, frankly, right? And make my numbers so I didn't get in trouble, really. I mean, if we're gonna really break it down. So if that's what I'm trying to do, then what I need is, I need office, I. Maybe I, you know, if I ask somebody if they're if they're using SharePoint, they just look at me blankly. They don't know what that is. Do they need to know what SharePoint is yep. to know that they can find a document when they need it or, or they know how to save one so they can get to it again? So, again, I think that because we're the professionals, we think about the products and the product names do, and yes. the technologies. Mm -hmm. I think that's the wrong language with yeah, business right. users and executives. I think that we should be talking about outcomes that they understand in their language and then we're meeting them right where they live and then it's on us to translate if yeah, you know the other day right. I was working with a with a stakeholder in a in a nonprofit thing that I do and he, he needed to send me information for our monthly board meeting well the process he had learned before was extremely convoluted and I didn't ask him what he needed to do I just I said show me what you do and I'll, I'll deal with however you do it just show me what you do 15 steps later that he didn't really need to do that way. I was like, okay, listen, I've got three things I can show you if you if you have time right now. Because also, how many times have we tried to get somebody to learn something when they didn't have time? No, it was I a bad time that. for yeah. them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ask somebody if they want to learn something right then. So I asked him, he said yes. And now he isn't doing 16 steps, he's doing four. Because he's sending me a link to the document instead of printing it as a PDF and moving it from personal to business OneDrive and then oh. sharing me the PDF <laughs> yeah. that I yes. have to put in a PowerPoint. And so I have to cut and put, it just was a mess. I'm like, just share me the spreadsheet. But nobody had ever shown him how to do that. No, that's neat. And this is what you were referring to about mentoring training as opposed to yes. formalized adoption training. Exactly. This is that one-on-one -on -one kind of pure learning, you know. Yeah. But I asked him if he was willing to stop and learn. I didn't judge him about how he was doing it. I didn't say one product name, and I kept it about what he needed, not what I wanted. Oh, that's interesting. I think Brilliant. it's really important that we understand that as we move into Copilot especially, um, because people are nervous about it. They are concerned. There's a lot of negative press that I feel is unwarranted. I think it's because we don't trust ourselves as humans. I believe in the human race, and so I'm not that worried. But I do think we have to change our process yeah. and be more empathetic. That's why it's all about empathy and action for me. So That's you've cool. you've been talking about adoption for quite some time. You've been the voice behind all teams adoption. Um, what is different with co-pilot adoption? Is there a different process? Is there a different tactic that we should use? Oh, it's so much different. 
you know, and, and it actually was shocking to me when I first started observing what was happening in our early adopter program, the, the, the pace of feedback, the rapid feedback cycle, the lack of structured training in a way, meaning that uh, when you're working with Copilot and your natural language and you ask it to summarize some information, you're going to ask it in a way that's different from how I would ask it. So how am I supposed to teach you? Mm -hmm. am, do I, am I teaching uh -huh. you how to talk? No, I should not be teaching you how to talk. Copilot should be learning how to interpret you. Right, just like when it's writing your content and you can check the box now that says sound like me, you need to build that, in a sense, relationship with it. That's very different than teaching people how to configure a meeting in Teams or um, you know, create channels and, and Teams uh, you know, to work in and collaborate in or SharePoint sites like I've been doing forever. So it's a much more personal experience, which is why it's centered on your own aha moment. And you really have to leverage the product itself to create some of that initial rapid adoption and then provide support and feedback uh, in a community experience, I believe, so that people can work with each other. Because it's and not about what I can, prompts. they can yeah. share good prompts. Yeah, they're going to learn from Joe who sits next to them as opposed to Caruana from Microsoft. What I say about my prompts doesn't mean anything to anybody. But what the person next to them, that peer learning muscle mm -hmm. that I've been talking about for you know, yeah, 15 yeah. years now um, is really important to have at this point for this product more so than ever. This revolution, really. I, I always I love to do that as well. Like when I was rolling out SharePoint or Teams, instead of me doing all the talking and training videos, just have Carol from Finance yes. share how she shares a document. That's right, and exactly. And have that as a, as a, as a little video. Because yep. that has so much more impact. Much more, much yeah. more impactful, 100%. And the community spotlight folks that we have highlighted uh, from the champions community, that's what they've done. The most successful champions in my global community are those who have leveraged the success stories in their own organization, which, by the way, is part of the adoption framework. Yep. You know, find and share success stories. Yep. But now you had some time to find it. You had at least a month or two months to find a success story. You better find a success story in the first few days. Yeah. Like you real. that's why you need the community. That's why we have uh, provisioned and shared that how to build a co-pilot center of excellence guidance on our adoption site. Uh, and you can pick and choose what parts of it you want to use and where you want to build it, Viva Engage, Teams, yep. someplace else. But that community has to be there from the beginning. Uh, it's really important, and, and it's very different than anything we've done before. So hence the rapid adoption model, the new training guides, yep. all that good stuff. Cool. All right, cool. I asked, I asked Jeff yesterday that, uh, you know, if he, if he goes back a year, sort of uh, August, September time, and I guess internally you kind of had the news of where it was going, and you kind of had a roadmap, you would have a, hey, this is what I'm going to do next year. Did that kind of get thrown out the window when the, the old AI oh, stuff came? 100%. Saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so how did you know, it Microsoft, you're either in the tent or you're not. And yeah, I was yeah. not in the tent. I didn't know anything about this. I wasn't really paying attention. I knew about AI in general. Of course, I yeah. mean, you read things in the news, whatever. But it wasn't personal to me in any way yeah. until um, one of the, the leads, the leaders ca came and said, hey, we, we need you to do this co-pilot adoption stuff. And i like, do you just need me to like write a few write things a or do you do need the whole page, thing? Yeah. <laughs> You know? Like, we need everything, Carolina. We need everything. And I'm like, okay, sure, fine. I had no idea what I was signing my team up for at that time. And that so much of what we had already planned to do for Microsoft 365 as a whole yep. 
uh, was gonna have to go on pause for a minute. Yeah, it's been it's been quite the ride, I have to say. And have you, you enjoyed know, it? Yes. Who doesn't enjoy being, you know, at the edge of something so impactful? Amazing. And you know, I was really grateful for for my team and I. It was a bit of a validation of the work that we'd been doing for teams and for other things to be to be included up front. Yes. To be included at the beginning was a huge uh, win. I feel like it was, and I think it's. I think it's been absolutely essential for our early adoption customers. Even today on the show floor, multiple people who are in that program were like, "Oh, we really thank you for the yeah. materials," and it's so heartening to to hear that. Because sometimes, you know, at Microsoft, you do feel a little bit like a mushroom. You're there, your head's down, you're working, you're creating things. The most important thing is to actually hear from humans yep. that, oh, what you launched was really useful. Yeah, yeah it was working. It so yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. But now we're going back and doing some of the things for the rest of the services. Yeah. Because um, my team being accountable for all of Microsoft 365 and Copilot and uh, employee experience is reasonably new. I just moved from one part of the organization just teams over to m365 and so yeah we have we have some work to do <laughs> that's good fun no shortage of work that's so like for i sure. say you know what you're going to be doing in yes 2024. i do know what i'm going to be doing and and blissfully happily and gratefully i mm. I, I just i kind of can't believe sometimes that i have this job that i love so much with people that i respect and that i learn so much from uh, I have a fantastic team. Every person on my team is amazing. Uh, and I'm just really very grateful for that. Yeah. And now they need to listen to the podcast just so they get to hear those great words. I tell them all the time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I tell them imagine. all the time. I think you should praise often yes. and critique yes. rarely. I, I don't, you know, yeah, criticism doesn't do anybody really any good, yeah, actually. It, well, it, they won't move on otherwise. They no, won't be able to yeah, identify exactly. where their space is and And my and where team their is motivated are. by positive energy. Yeah, they yeah. really are. And it doesn't mean that I don't have hard conversations if I need to. I just hardly ever need to because they're all high-performing people. It's ridiculous. No, I've it's never true. really had the privilege of managing a team like this with so many people who are... Um, so focused on being of service to other people and and so I, I feel super lucky beautiful um, beautiful and I guess they're also excited by being able to deal with this new stuff oh yes they are very excited imagine. actually right now I think they're tired <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us are Probably. a little tired uh, frankly uh, I am looking forward to a little break at the end of the year um, but it'll be hot and heavy at the beginning again um, this is my last trip for 2023 when I go home I'll get to stay home for a little bit because cool. I need some time to think Going back to what we talked about, yeah. there's more innovation to do. There's more learning. Mm -hmm. There's more things to just sit with for a minute to really understand the impact. There's more customer verbatims to read, right? Yep. I mean, and so now's a time of pretty intense study. Um, and that, you know, and then I get to come out and share what we've learned and, and turn it into something. But I need the time to study. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you do you think you and the team have hit the sweet spot yet in this? Because it obviously came quite quickly, and you've had to get into it, and it's so you're still kind of getting there. And oh no, we're hill climbing right now. Yeah. I I think we're on the uphill. I I don't think the sweet spot will hit for a while. Yep. There's so much innovation that's coming, and somebody just asked me. You know, them hearing a lot about Copilot in in Word and PowerPoint and yep. Excel, whatever, but 
you know, I believe next year I'll be talking a lot more about Copilot and a Microsoft 365 Admin Center and a yeah. Copilot in Azure and Copilot Studio, which is one of the things I have to go back and, and learn some more about. So there's a lot more to do. And so by trade, I'm a business solution architect. And yep. so I like to build solutions. So I need to go put my hands on some stuff and go build some stuff so I can teach people what's cool about that. And so I haven't even started that yet. Um, other people have, I just personally haven't had the time. And so, no, I don't, I don't think we're in the sweet spot yet. I think we're just beginning. And for me, mm. that's what's exciting. Because then next I get to see what everybody else is going to do with it. Yeah. You know? No, it's quite cool. I was thinking about this yesterday with somebody about where this would go. And I was saying, you know, for me, I, the value I kind of see is when it says, hey, your organization, I'm starting to see this kind of collaboration happen. And, and now I've just changed that into a workflow for you. Do you want to accept it or not? You know, where it's actually taking all of that information and really building some you know, and I know it's you know not far down the line, but it's going to be there at some point. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and the same point where I say I need to do X and Y without having to be in Word or in PowerPoint and not make those calls. It just kind of says, okay, this is your package. There's your one pager. There's your presentation, and there's the figures put into an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, and right now that's three different prompts, but in Correct. the future it doesn't have to be potentially. You should be able to work yeah, it out. I mean, we're just scratching the surface mm. of this really, which also means we're just scratching the surface of, of complexities and maybe difficulties we have to overcome and things we have to learn. I mean, no revolution like this, like moving to the cloud had its moments of difficulty. Yes. I'm sure AI will have its moments of difficulty, but I believe in this community of professionals and customers to figure it out for the good of all. I, I really don't have, you know. We're trying. We're difficulties. Doing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't have difficulties believing in this community. I've been in this community a long time. Yeah. Everybody's done great work, whether it's the partners, the MVPs, the you know Microsoft folks, the the actual customers. Uh, there's so much innovation here and so much creativity. I I think that it's going to be very very interesting to see what comes next. I frankly just worry that I can keep up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little worried yeah, that I won't be able to keep up. That's really my fear. I just want to keep up and be able to help other people. Um, and so that's the only thing that's really keeping me up at night right now. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything else. <laughs> no, the team are doing that kind of stuff. All right, guys. Well, we've been rocking and rolling for about 22, 23 minutes. So, so I've, I've got questions. a closing question. Grand. So talking about adoption for Copilot, for AI, what would be the two or three first things that people should do or think about or have as first steps? Absolutely, that's a great question. Well, the first thing that they should do is go to adoption.microsoft.com WAC Copilot because that's where they're going to be able to start their journey with content, uh, with deployment guidance, with content by role, with training, and with the community. The community is important in Copilot because it's a place where you can come and ask questions about how you're deploying it or uh, other information that maybe we haven't published yet. So that's number one, visit the website. Number two is really make that connection with the business users and executives in your own organization. Hopefully you already know what they need, but if you don't, don't assume, have some conversations with them so you can define what those AI ready scenarios really are. Uh, and then lastly, 
you know, get started. Get started with governance. Make sure that your M365 ad, uh, your M365 tenant is healthy. Do some of that governance work. You don't have to finish every governance task all at once, but get some sensitivity labels going. Have some, have some governance around provisioning of Microsoft 365 groups. Uh, run some reports to understand what permissions are where and what sharing is where. That's very, very important. You know, and, and partner with folks like yourselves to understand, you know, if you don't have that capability in your own organization or you don't know how, then you should, you know, engage with Microsoft partners to, to solve those problems. So visit adoption.microsoft.com at Copilot, talk to executives and users in your own environment and get your governance and data uh, compliance work going. All right, and then have a little fun along the way. <laughs> have a little fun. Have Brilliant. a little fun. Caruana, it was such a pleasure, um, and guys as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I mean, I'm just sitting here, and I'm just in awe, just listening to you. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, That's gentlemen, lovely. Do you want to add anything, Steve? For me, no, thanks. It's been a pleasure. Great to talk to you and uh, listen to the words. We'll look forward to 2024 and what you come up with in the next three weeks. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me here. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was amazing to have you here. So yeah. just like I'm, I'm just like a bunny. Star Trek. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, guys, we need to be very honest <laughs> here. Right. We, we invited you, but that's because you walked past a we trying to grab exactly. you. Exactly. I know here. that. <laughs> it's no, all but right. to be honest, we saw you there on the stand drinking your coffee, eating your uh, your. Cinnamon roll thingy. And we stood here with the four of us, like, who's gonna ask her? Oh, <laughs> can we oh. ask her? Should, how ask how me. are we gonna ask her? Don't be like that. You can always ask me. I'll I know, always try I know. to hang yeah, out. We got that it's not like that at all. And I just I no, really, it's a privilege. I get to do what I love and I get to help people. And you know, you gotta remember, I was the girl in school who no one talked to. I was never popular when I was in school. Aww. I was the geeky girl with the with the book that didn't have a lot of friends. And so the fact that now people actually want me to be on their podcast is really meaningful to me. So, you know, for every nerdy girl out there, you can have your moment. High school isn't everything. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> to moments everywhere. Thanks guys. Thank you so much. Bye.